It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Five teams, seven years, classic journeyman, beyond fired up for today's guest who we'll get to momentarily. We go way back. He is an absolute stud. I should mention Joe is off today. I, I would say Joe's on assignment, but he's he's on like a sweet vacation. He's not on assignment. He's on like a sweet vacation. So I had to bring in my guy, Josh Norris, who you all probably already follow if you don't. It's at Josh Norris. He's a stud. This is how <laughs> way back Josh and I go. So, Josh, let me make sure I have this right. I'm going to try. Yeah, do it. By the way, it is a Fantasy Feast podcast. I'm Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL, the whole deal. I believe that Josh is from North Carolina. I want to say he worked one year for the Rams. I'm going to say... I think maybe he went to Elon, but I might Man, be wrong you know on it. that. You studied What's up. That? You read my Wikipedia page, didn't you? Ron? No, I did not. I, do, you, do you have a Wikipedia page? No, I don't. No, I oh, okay. you can create it for this, me if you'd like this to. This is Ron. all just me remembering our discussions. <laughs> um, and then so Josh and I used to work together for a couple of years at NBC. Like I would do video hits with Josh um, on his show. Um, he was doing all kinds of stuff for NBC and Roto World while I was doing – some television work, and most recently, Josh is now with Underdog Fantasy. And those of you that watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, you will recognize him because you'll be like, yes, that's the guy. I've seen that guy on commercials during NFL games. So, Josh, a million different things I could start with. Let me just start with that. How often do you get that? What's that like? Never. I I, I never get it. In fact – um, I now live with a roommate who's also my girlfriend. We moved in together uh, last last August. She works about 10 feet away from me through this wall that you cannot see. Uh, and she just does not care that I do football, that I have commercials, that I have a YouTube channel, podcasts, all that type of stuff. And it's funny to her that like sometimes every once in a while, like I was at a wedding in Los Angeles walking down the street in Santa Monica and someone's like, oh, you're Josh. Let's talk about football. She's like, you don't even know how to react in those situations. They're like, can we like shake your hand? Can we take a picture? And I'm just like, oh, are you sure you want to do that, Ross? It's really not a big deal. I'm sure you get it more often than I do with, you know, people having your jersey across, you know, five teams in seven years and all that stuff. <laughs> De- definitely not. But I I love it. See, I'm one of those people. You know, what's really funny. I do too. What's that? I do too. I, I do too. Like I, I actually want to like spend time with them and get to know them and ask them about their lives whenever it does happen. Totally agree. I love it. Um, my youngest daughter loves it. Got it. My wife and oldest daughter, not as much. So we spend a lot of time in the summer at the Jersey Shore, and it's a lot of Philadelphia people. Eagles and I fans. do a lot of Philadelphia stuff. I do the Eagles preseason games. I do a lot of stuff on WIP radio, including the Eagles pregame. And what's funny, actually, Josh, is it's more my voice than my face. So it'll be like right. 
we're at the ice cream place. I order ice cream and like three heads go like that real quick. Right. And I love it. I love to hear about the people. How do you listen? Like, I have no problem people telling me that how much they like me. God, keep Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> like, but but my wife and younger daughter are like, he doesn't even, her oldest daughter's like, they don't even, he doesn't even know them. Like, can we right. go? My younger daughter's like, yeah, that's kind of my dad. No big deal. Like, it's so funny. Ross, the other thing that you talked about was how long we go back. We go way back at Big Peacock, at, at NBC. A lot of the PFT shows in the afternoon when I was a deer in the headlights, probably 26, 27-year-old. They shoved me on live TV. I knew absolutely nothing, was really bad at this at the time. And people like you and Kay Adams and Chris Canny and Brian Westbrook and Takeo Spikes, you know, that whole crew, Paul Burmeister, were like so patient with me um i wish i could repay you by doing content with you now where i'm actually like decent at it whereas back then i would try to memorize a script in my head and recite it on live television if went went wrong or sideways and i'd shrivel up and not know what to do but truly the patience that you guys showed with me and that whole crew has really allowed me to hopefully become better at it now and where I'm at right now. So I really do appreciate that. I think about it all You're the time. So I think about it all the time. full of crap. I remember thinking you were really good right I away. Wasn't. I wasn't. I was awful. I don't believe I was... that. I remember thinking you were really good right away. I, I thought you were excellent, and I would, like, bring you on my shows. Yeah. You've been on my other shows before, so you've been on this show before. So, no, that's, that's nonsense. So um, I guess we'll start with – what are you doing now? Because I remember talking with you a couple of years ago and, and you were thinking about what you want to do next. Obviously, I know you're with Underdog, but right. tell tell the listeners before we – and by the way, this is why Josh is different. One of the reasons why Josh is different. He actually works for a team. He actually has like a scouting background, which is why I can't wait to dive into with him some of the rookies he's higher on than others for fantasy, than, than the consensus. and. Maybe some of the veteran players that switch teams that he's higher on. That's what I enjoy talking about. We're going to get to that, but I got to at least give you the background on Josh, and I got to get the lowdown on what exactly is Underdog for people that aren't familiar, and what are you for doing? Sure. Yeah, DraftKings has a best ball product, and Underdog, uh, the foundation is best ball. And Ross, I'm sure you talk about it all the time with Joe and even back in the days with Evan, that best ball, you know, it's really trying to normalize drafting, right? It's not just waiting until that one draft that you have with all your buddies in August or September. You can draft right now. In fact, last year's $1 million winner of Best Ball Mania 2 drafted today, June 16th of 2020. Um, or 2021, what? I should say. Yeah, yeah. Th th That's hard to believe. Year. Right. And so why not? Why not do it right now? We have the $2 million prize pool for first place. Second place is a million. Regular season is, is another million as well. Uh, I, I just love it because, you know, best ball is a product where it gives you that like little boost, that little shot in your vein of, oh man, I just completed a draft. I want to do another one because drafting is the most fun part of all this, right? It's not waiting until Sunday morning with all these injuries and waivers and all that and, and making those decisions. We pick your optimal lineup for you and that's it. And all that you do is draft so you can have 20, 30, 40 of these and knock them out in 45 minutes. Um, and to answer your question, yeah, I, I upright quit Roto World about a year and a half ago. Um, was just kind of looking for more, you know? I, I think we all kind of get in that mode. And I absolutely love NBC. Was there for eight years and worked with some really, really awesome people. Um, but it was going from like a 
a massive media conglomerate, which NBC, Comcast, Universal is, to being employee 16 at Underdog. And like everything that I did kind of was tangible. There, there was a, a reaction or an end result to all of it. And I had my fingerprints and a whole bunch of stuff. So I was the first content hire over here. And again, in like, I don't know, 16 months, we're over a hundred people already. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. And the people behind the scenes at underdog, they allow me to be kind of a front facing person, but the people behind the scenes really make it over here. Wow. That's amazing. You were the 16th employee. Now they have 16. over a hundred all, so by the way, you're preaching in the choir on the best ball, right? Like anybody that listens to the fancy feast or watches us knows for your, I, I'm, I'm a best ball guy. I, oh, yeah. I totally like season long. I get dynasty, but best ball is my jam, especially because during the season, I don't really have time to look at the inactives or set my lineup or whatever. And the drafting part is the best part. And I like that the upside, I like trying to think who's a, who's a good best ball candidate. Um, so that is the underdog product. It is best ball fantasy. It is. And I mean, it's in all other sports. And we also have a pick em product as well, which is basically, you know, stacking fantasy points or statistical numbers of two, three, four, five, so on and so forth. You can cross sports and all those types of things. But best ball is the core, man. And it's so much fun. And even if maybe you don't just prefer best ball to your home drafts and things of that sort, it's the perfect way to prepare for, you know, that home link that you do have, right? Because you can draft from multiple different spots and, and try it out because money's on the line every single time. And, and so, you know, you bring in a bunch of great people on the show, Joe included. Uh, so much of the focus for football content out there, specifically fantasy, is a lot of numbers, right? It's a lot of analytics. It's a lot of advanced stats. And that's great. Um, I think Hayden Winks and myself try to find that really good balance of understanding team dynamics, team building, who offenses and defenses want to be, how a running back isn't a running back, how a wide receiver isn't a wide receiver. There are all different archetypes involved in terms of how they're used and how they plan to be used. And so we try to take as much on the field stuff, almost film versus stats and find the answer, the the correct answer in the middle of it all. So um, curious, um, what, 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 tell me about some of the content that you're doing and what, yeah. what your main role is. I'm the host of the show that during the off season, we do two times a week. And then during the regular season, I don't know, Ross, we do it five or six times a week. Uh, it's the underdog football show. You can find the YouTube channel underdog fantasy, but in the back end, I'm, I'm still helping us evolve our content space as well. We have world, worldwide Wob doing NBA content and, uh, Trill Weathers doing, you know, whatever he wants to do every single day with his show noon to three as well. But uh, we have, again, we really try to give concrete film examples of players. And when we talk about football, we show football as well as Hayden's analytical brain of bringing in stats and numbers. And again, trying to find the answer in between. It's impossible for football, but we do our best. And and it's not one versus the other. Again, I think uh, the blend is is where the truth is at. Speaking of blend and where the truth is at, you know where the truth is for me? Express clothing right now. They're bold button downs, Josh. So good. You can get statement shirts in bright colors, prints that pop, and lightweight fabrics. Literally, I just got two button downs and one polo because I needed to update my 
summer going out with my wife or going out with friends wardrobe. So they got new collar details, luxe fabrics, plenty of prints to pick from on the polos. Here's all you need to know. Find something for every destination at Express, online or in store. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, Josh, let's get to it. Um, We're going rookies. Rookies that you are higher on than consensus, higher on than what their current ADP is, and why? Well, let's start with the obvious first one. And I know he's the first wide receiver off the board, but I really like where Drake London is going right now as wide receiver 32. Uh, that's around 68 overall on, on underdog right now. It's in kind of like that gray area of a bunch of these wide receivers like Juju, like Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore, right in front of Amon Ross St. Brown and Devontae Smith. Some really good talents there, but we're not, we have questions for a lot of them entering mainly with opportunity in, in into year two or wherever they're at. Um, with Drake London, I, you know, and you talk with Greg Cosell a lot and a bunch of other great people. Uh, I think he was almost typecast as a, a contested catch jump ball wide receiver. And that was so far from the truth for me. I thought he was one could operate in the slot really well. And two, just the shiftiness he had. It reminded me a lot of Mike Evans coming out of Texas A&M, not Mike Evans in the NFL because I would never want to compare anyone to how superstar caliber he is. Um, but just what they have in, in Atlanta, like Cal Pitts is really going to change the game in terms of tight ends and how often they're going to line up as like an X ISO receiver. He already spends 33% of his time out there, 33% of his time in the slot and 33% of his time in line. Um, so what this team can do is one or the other can line up in the slot. One or the other can be isolated on the outside they can go short, intermediate, and vertical as well. Totally understand understand the, the quarterback questions and deficiencies. But number one for this team, Ross, going back to your expertise, man, that offensive line was so brutal last year and allowed so many, so many pressures on Matt Ryan. So if that is improved, I just think the offense as a whole is going to take a step forward because they can actually go through of what Arthur Smith wants them to be. And I keep coming back to this, Ross, because touchdowns are so important for some of these players. Arthur Smith during his time in Tennessee was top three or top five in red zone touchdown rate every single season, if not top one, right? Last year, they were really bad. They were 22nd among that group. So I think Arthur Smith's play calling that area is very good. And if I know they didn't really add any pieces, but if the offensive line can play better as a group of five and utilize Marcus's strengths in that area too, then both Drake London, especially Kyle Pitts, can get home, even though Pitts is certainly rich at the tight end three right now. I feel like nobody has gotten less out of more invested resources than the Falcons along the offensive line. I mean, you think about the first-round picks. You think about the amount of draft capital they've invested in that offensive line have not gotten a very good return. Give me another one. Oh, another one. Uh, Can I – can I do a little spin cycle on you sure. here a little bit? So 
people love Sky Moore, and I love Sky Moore, Ross, uh, but not to the tune of where he's going right now on underdog as wide receiver 43. That's 89th overall, okay? He's going ahead of his teammate, Marquez Valdez-Scantling at 96th overall and, and wide receiver seven. And I get it. People in their brains think of MVS and think he's just like, a drop oriented vertical receiver who never really, you know, surpassed a massive number of receiving yards with one of the greats and, and Aaron Rodgers. but to already take sky Moore ahead of where MVS is, who is making the seventh most money, follow the money always Ross, the seventh most money on the Kansas city chiefs this season, who is going to fill the only player really on that team that can fill the vertical element of Patrick Mahomes' game that he is so good at, among the best in the league. And in fact, last year, it was the lowest percentage of his passes, his pass attempts that traveled 20-plus yards down the field. Um, I think that was around 10 or 9%, but still attempted like the sixth most in the league. MVS is such a smash at this spot. Like, I really feel that Travis Kelsey is going to be their go-to X, almost son wide receiver receiving threat and everything revolves around him, but MVS has such a role to play. And we don't even know if Sky Moore is going to be out there in, in two or three wide receiver sets as of right now. So I would flip those ADPs outright. That's really interesting. I, I'm a big Sky Moore fan. I did a Western Michigan game and was really impressed by him. And we have seen some impressive production in recent years from rookie wide receivers, but sure. It's a big jump from Western Michigan in the MAC to the AFC West. Man, that's a that's a that's a pretty big jump. I'll be very curious to see how Sky Moore. Did. I didn't even realize, Josh. You know, that's why I have Joe Dolan typically as my co-host, and I bring people like you on. I didn't even know Sky Moore was going ahead of Valdez Scantling. People love that. Him. Surprises me. A veteran yep. guy who got a huge contract compared to a second round pick from the MAC. I wonder where that's even coming from. Uh, people just loving him prior to the draft and then thinking that, oh, second round pick the Chiefs, this is 100% going to work. But you know this, like you can't replicate what Tyreek Hill did with one individual. And so I think it's going to be kind of split up in between multiple pieces. And if the Chiefs, you know this from being so close with the Eagles organization for so, so, so many years, like I, there's going to be an evolution to that team, right? And an evolution to that offense a little bit in that I think that they – have really prioritized, and this is going to be crazy to say, especially in a show like this, run blocking among some of those wide receivers. And CEH is at his best, at his best, as like a bowling ball between the tackles. And he follows his blocks and gets upfield and doesn't break many, but he's not this out in space type type character. Um, and so I think Did, MVS... Think he's been disappointing? Yeah, 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 for sure. Now, last year was a bit of a, a bit of an aberration, I don't know if that's the right word. I'm trying to use these big words, Ross, now. Uh, but, I mean, got down to 160 pounds prior to OTAs after that gallbladder injury or surgery. Um, it just didn't seem like he was right at all. But to your point with CEH, and right now he's going so much later than he did last year. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, by the way. For Sorry about that. Aren't. I, I, I apologize. Um, all right. So what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, in his first NFL game against the Houston Texans, September 10th, 2020, he had six carries inside of the 10-yard line. Ever since then, he's totaled only six carries, or 16 carries in 22 games inside of the 10. We know 
going back to James Conner, going back to a bunch of not just role players, but big time running backs, having the opportunity where so many rushing touchdowns are scored inside the 10. If you're not getting that, then what are you like? What are you to us? Like you have to really be an excellent receiver or you have to create explosive runs. I don't really see explosive runs out of CH, despite how good the offensive line is in Kansas city. And then you bring in Ronald Jones, who I'm not a Ronald Jones fan at all, but in that same span of time has had 30 carries inside the 10 yard line. This could truly be a chase Edmonds, James Conner situation and Clyde energy layer between the twenties and then Rojo inside the twenties for the chiefs. And so I get a little nervous of like the upside in terms of touchdown scored for Clyde energy layer in 2022. So one point I wanted to make, didn't Andy Reid say that Edwards Elaire, somebody said Brian Westbrook. Westbrook and, and Andy Reid said he's better. Yeah. No chance is that guy better than Brian Westbrook. <laughs> Brian Westbrook was awesome. Yeah. When Brian Westbrook was healthy, he was like a difference making star player. Brian Westbrook's an incredible. I mean, think think about the respect. That would be on Brian Westbrook's name if he played in today's NFL. It would be perfect. And he's the, like the nicest guy, Ross, isn't he? Like, I love Brian yeah. Westbrook. He was so nice when we got to work with him. Um, and even though he did break our hearts a little bit with going down the one-yard line. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure he hates hearing it from people like me. I, I, I'm not closing the book or closing the door on Clyde Urzilaer. I'm just trying to be practical and touchdown scored because that's what takes you from, I don't know, the 24th running back drafted into the top 10, and he's not getting those opportunities. He might this year, but if, if he hasn't in the past, then I don't know how he gets home. So um, you know what I do at home? I take athletic greens every single day because you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, Whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. Listen, who likes eating vegetables? Not many people. I mean, people do it. I don't know many people like, oh, I just love vegetables. Well, then don't eat them. Drink them. Cost less than $3 a day. They've got like thousands of five-star reviews at this point. And to make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash feast. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash feast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What about some of the veteran wide receivers, Josh? We had unprecedented veteran wide receiver movement. Is there a guy that you think is taking a big hit or a guy you think is taking a big step forward from a fantasy standpoint? I mean, I think this one's pretty obvious for the step forward. Um, The second most player that I've drafted so far in all these underdog drafts is Russell Gage. And I know that's not one of the crazy names that we hear with Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill. Maybe we'll get into those in just a moment. But Russell Gage right now going as wide receiver 41, 84 overall ADP. 
was pretty electric last year for the abysmal Atlanta Falcons. The role that he can play on this team as he's going to line up there in two wide receiver sets when they go multiple tight ends because they have a bunch of them in Tampa Bay. But also, when it's three wide receivers and Chris Godwin maybe doesn't come back until, I don't know, October or November, play in the slot, be that safety blanket, not just short, but intermediate and vertical for Tom Brady. And by the way, what Tom Brady's doing at 45 years of age, Ross, you know this, he's become more aggressive. He's become more of a playmaker than he ever has in his past. It's almost like he's evolving with the league, that now it's a big plays creating them and preventing them. And he's like more willing almost to make mistakes now in order to change games with these big plays down the field. Russell Gage, again, he's going around this area, just two wide receiver spots above Sky Moore, okay? Just one wide receiver spot above Christian Kirk. With Tom Brady, the quarterback three last year in fancy points per game, this was a priority signing for them. Russell Gage, not the sexiest name, certainly can't end up as a top 10 wide receiver, maybe like some of these other veterans that move teams. But that flew under the radar and to me could pop up easily as a top 24 wide receiver before Chris Godwin comes back this year. Very interesting. I, I was stunned the Falcons didn't re-sign him. Like, yeah. they didn't have anybody else. How do you not keep him as, like, your number one guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I, part of me wonders, like, just with how Arthur Smith has brought in people if they just care most about size. You know, like, it's Kyle Pitts. It's Alden Tate. It's uh, it, it, it's the Drake Brian London. Edwards, Drake London, and obviously. Like, even the small moves that they make, the guys all have size. So maybe he thinks, like, this is how I'm going to build – my offense, but where Russell Gage came in from LSU as mainly just like a special teams player and what he's evolved into as a guy who does such a great job fitting into soft coverages, does such a great job at the catch point. That's a dynamic and perfect fit for what Tom Brady does in this offense. All right, give me one more veteran that either really high on, really low on, you think it's a bad spot for some reason, or he's taking a big hit, or anybody. I mean, I think the Hollywood Brown thing is fascinating. I mean, there's a lot of different ways we could go here. Yeah, the the Hollywood Brown stuff. And let me pull up this number here real quick because he was just about the least efficient wide receiver last year in terms of 20 plus yard passes. Um, he had 21 targets of 20 plus uh, 20 plus yard patterns last year. Excuse me, 30 targets. Only caught five of them. Okay, Mark Andrews in comparison had nine. Rashad Bateman, who barely played, and only had eight. Targets of 20-plus yards had four catches. Um, now, a lot of those were inaccurate passes by by Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley and Josh Johnson, whoever else was out there. But he also had three drops in that area, too. I think it was either the Colts game or the Lions game. It was one of those. that He was abysmal. Um, but now he goes to Kyler Murray, and it's such a shift. And we have a quarterback show today if people want to check it out on Underdog Fantasy's channel. But what Kyler did in the first seven games of last year is, is stunning. I mean, he was basically the MVP favorite. Um, he was averaging quarterback four overall, 73% of his passes, 2,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, five total turnovers, and they were they were five seven and 0 to start the year, right? Um, I think where Marquise Brown is going to slide in long-term on this thing is exactly where Christian Kirk played for the Cardinals in terms of a vertical slot element. But does he have to be more? in those first six contests without DeAndre Hopkins? And the answer is yes, because Nuke is stuck to the left side as, you know, your ISO ball wide receiver. When you're in trouble or when the coverage dictates it, you can throw it up to him and he he's going to get open. Without that, 
this team struggled in the second half of last season. And there were a bunch of layers to that, you know, like Kyler's ankle was a mess. Um, they had no outside wide receivers, Christian Kirk, and then trying to move in Zach Ertz, so on and so forth. Right. But I'm a little nervous that like, if Cliff doesn't take a next step as a play caller or utilizing these players to the best of their ability in the opening series of this season, if, if it just gets really frustrating. Um, but what Marquise Brown can be at the very least is their go-to vertical player early on and then just create explosive play after explosive play. And again, on Ross, on best ball formats, if you get that 60-yard touchdown, if you get you know multiple touchdowns compared to other games that might be only 30 or 60 yards, right? Then we don't care. We're only going to pick the optimal score for you. So for Marquise Brown and where he's going right now, uh, I, I think it's a really good pick, even though he's not like the standard, quote unquote, number one wide receiver, like the people who's being drafted around. Josh Norris was a very good pick for underdog fantasy. Check him out at Josh Norris. Josh, I'd be happy to come on any time. My O-line rankings are coming out soon. Love it. So if you need some uh, if you need someone to come on and I always look at O-line rankings as sort of a, a tiebreaker, if you will. Uh, but make sure you check out Josh on social media, at Josh Norris. As you can tell, he's fantastic. This is all he does all day, every day. He's got the scouting background, really a bright young star in the industry, and the perfect guy to fill in for Joe this week. Josh, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Of course, Ross. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. Really appreciate all of you. I think Joe will be back next week. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.